Hello, and welcome to Maine Golf Talk. We are your hosts, Zach Zonlo and Henry Fall. In these podcasts, we'll be discussing what makes Maine Golf so special. We'll be sharing our own experiences and knowledge as both players and coaches. We'll also branch out to discuss hot topics in the game and chat with special guests to hear their stories. All to keep you in the know and help you improve your game. Let's get into today's podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Maine Golf Talk. Zach and I are on our own today, but we are here to chat about the recent bracket we put out to select Maine's best golf course as voted on by you, our listeners of Maine Golf Talk. We're also going to dive into the upcoming matches on TV to support the fight against coronavirus. And uh, we're going to delve into the the news on VJ Singh deciding to play in a Corn Ferry Tour event coming up as well. So a few things, a few topics we can get into. And, uh, you know, we hope you all are, are doing well during this time. And glad to see that Maine Golf is back open. The courses are um, back opening outside of uh, Zach up there at Sugarloaf with uh, five to six inches of snow today. Zach, tell us about that. Yeah, it's uh... – Yesterday was more of the shock. We ended up getting about an inch and a half, which granted it, it melted quick, but we weren't really expecting that. Course is looking pretty good right now. We're excited once we can open uh, that the golfers will enjoy it, but we got to wait for the snow to melt. And five to six inches in May is quite disappointing. That's for sure. Yeah. What's uh, they must have taken the covers off the green at this point because you guys do it a little differently. You sort of have like pillows that you put over the greens, right? Yeah, so we have tubes that we can actually inject air into during the uh, the winter time. Gives the grass a little bit more oxygen, and for the most part, it actually works out really well. And the grass comes out great. We pulled the covers last week. We just finished all eighteen, and overall, the course looks really good. There's a couple spots, fairways, you know, on seven, four, twelve, but those are all of our low spots, anyways. And those will come back once we get some warmer weather. But uh, overall, course is looking really good. 10 and 11 right now. If we actually were open and the resort is open, we probably could have done a ski and tee on those holes. And I bet uh, the locals are just dying to get out there. Yeah, they're all itching, um, just like us. This county restrictions makes it a little bit difficult for those that live in Franklin County. I mean, we got right now we have Moose Meadows open and Wilson Lake. We're waiting for us to open. I heard Mingo Springs just opened, but with the snow. It's going to be a little bit, and, you know, we got evergreen. Um, so really there's not a lot of choices for golfers in Franklin County. And so everybody's just waiting for us to open so we can all go out and play. And hopefully the, uh, the governor keeps, you know, changing these uh, restrictions and guidelines and we can get more golfers up here come, come June 1st. Well, yeah, it sounds like with the new agreement they have in place with IDEX and the testing, they're going to be able to, to implement as a result of that, that, there's going to be some adjustments coming out soon. So hopefully they, you know, tighten up that time frame of the phases basically being set through, what is it, July or so. Hopefully those are kind of uh, narrowed down and we can get back to normal here a little bit sooner. In the meantime, let's, let's dive into these upcoming matches. Um, Dustin Johnson and Rory McIlroy versus Ricky Fowler and Matthew Wolf at Seminole Golf Club in uh, Juneau Beach, Florida. Of course, uh, 
I haven't played. I've driven by the, the entryway a few times. It's, uh, it's pretty secluded there right on the beach. It's, uh, I, I have some friends that played there and, you know, they absolutely love it. So what do you think about this match? Who do you uh, foresee winning? You know, the early favorites definitely are Rory and DJ. I think it's going to be a really good match. And I'm really excited to see Seminole, you know, on camera and every, you know, everybody can see it. It's, you know, they're going on NBC, PGA Tour Live. Everybody's going to have access to see probably one of the best courses in the country. And what a great way to support, you know, the charity and get an idea of what PGA Tour is going to be like once it returns in June. There's going to be very little fans or no fans. And you got players, well, at least for this match, they're carrying their own bags. So I think we might see a spike in Sunday bag sales. You know, all the woke uh, golfers out there wanting to uh, grab in on these Jones bags, McKenzie bags. But I think it's going to be really cool. I think, uh, you know, you got two long hitters in Rory and DJ versus two studs, Oklahoma State alumni, uh, Matt Wolf and uh, Ricky Fowler. Yeah, and, and Matt Wolf's no slouch either. He, I think he's like third on tour in driving right now or something like that. He's pretty high up on the list as well. So, And from what I remember, I don't think Seminole's an overly long course, but it can get pretty windy down there, like I said, being right on the beach. So it, it may if it's windy, it may favor uh, Ricky Fowler. I know he's a great wind player, so we'll have to see. The course, you know, there's a couple holes where you can drive the greens, and I think that's going to be fun watching these guys hit it. I just don't know what they decided on the format. I don't think there's really any news. Like, you have the other match, which we'll talk about here in a second, with a very unique format. But I think it's just going to be best ball for uh, charities, which will go towards the CDC Foundation, uh, nurses, and uh, healthcare workers, which is incredible to support these hard workers in this, this time. Yeah, and I think it's great for golf, too. I mean, everyone's been itching to watch sports again, and it seems like we're probably going to have the first crack at it here. I mean, I know NBA is you know starting up practicing, and NHL is talking about opening practice facilities, but who knows when they'll be back on TV. So the fact that golf is kind of leading the race here, that's pretty cool. I think it's really good for the sport. It is. We're going to – I think the viewership is going to be pretty high for these next two weeks just because people are itching to watch live sports. I know UFC, I think, is – there's some fights tonight, which I guess is going to be the first, you know, real sporting event. But we're going to see some real golf here, and players are going to enjoy themselves out there. But we're actually going to see some really awesome golf courses. Yeah, we got Seminole on the one side. But in the other match, we got the medalist. And, I mean, talk about four well-known names in that match. What do you uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think Brady is a little bit better suited to perform well than Manning. Just from from history, I've heard that Brady is a uh, you know maybe a little bit better golfer than Manning is. But you know, I I know Tiger's probably seeking revenge on Phil, so that gives him a little a little added uh, fuel there. I saw we have some videos of Brady swinging of, of late and it looks pretty sharp. So, but talk us through this format and, and what you think, what, what the outlook might be. The nine holes best ball. It's that's going to be fun, but I really like the fact that they're playing a modified alternate shot for that back nine. You know, you're going to see 
people don't understand that you got Phil Mickelson, Tiger Woods, two of the best recovery golfers of all time. You might see these guys having to play from shot spots and hit shots that we're not used to seeing them just because Manning and Brady might put them in some crazy, crazy locations. So I think that's going to be fun. And I'm really hoping that they mic the players up. It would be great, you know, hearing uh, Brady and uh, Manning going at it and see how those partnerships fare once they're stuck in the woods or facing a uh, five-footer that's, uh, you know, for the, for the match or for the hole. Now, I'm assuming they have caddies, or are they carrying their bags too? They will be carrying their own bags. Uh, I think there is talk of maybe single carts as well. Okay. Tiger's getting pretty old, Manning's getting pretty old, and you know, let's, let's save their backs for, uh, for more golf. Yeah, I've heard, and I've heard Metalus is really challenging, like you said, from from people that I know have played it. Said it's a it's a tough golf course. It's going to be challenging. Again, there might be some wind, but I'm I'm really excited for that one. And you know, you're you're getting what I think they pledged ten million dollars for uh, for the COVID you know relief funds. So another great way to give back in during these times. Did you see that video? Of, of Phil and Tiger kind of going at it where they had the, the split screens. Um, what's his name? Ernie Johnson from uh, TNT. And they were talking and, and Phil was like uh, talking about his, uh, his winnings and stuff and the match that they had last year. And then Tiger was like, oh, I'm going to grab my green jacket. I'm feeling a little cold here. <laughs> that was pretty good. I actually like the uh... – the Manning Brady one though, maybe a little bit more with uh, Manning talking about Brady's breaking and entering and how he can't leave the state. So that's why they decided to uh, do the match in Florida. Peyton's a very sneaky kind of just like Tiger, you know, very sneaky trash talker. And I think that, like I said, if we can get mics, I think it is going to be great viewing if we can watch, watch these players go at it on the course, as well as verbally amongst one another. Yeah, he's a he's a sneaky good promoter too. Remember how many commercials he was on during his NFL career, he, and probably even now, he's Papa John's and all those those commercials he was on. He's still crushing it on the commercials, and I think you're going to see versions of these major athletes in a relaxed format, in a relaxed setting, and I think it's going to be great, great viewing. So let's transition here. Let's talk about VJ Singh saying he's going to be playing in the first Corn Ferry Tour back. Well, seems like a fair amount of bag, uh, backlash against it, especially from some of the tour members. They don't really like the fact that he's essentially taking a spot from maybe an up-and-comer or you know someone that could qualify for that event. But on the other hand, you look at what some of the tours have done in the past, where we've had Jerry Rice, John Smoltz, Tony Romo take spots from other players as well. And that was through the tour's decision. So do you have a problem with it or maybe an argument against uh, or for one side or the other? You know, I think Vijay Singh can play whatever tournament he wants. From what I've heard is he wasn't qualified for the Charles Schwab Challenge uh, June 11th. So this was his the most prestigious event that he could play that week. And, you know, he's itching to play and 
I'm fine with it. And I think that if you're a corn fairy tour player, you should be up for the challenge. I mean, you're, you're going up against an aging 57 year old VJ Singh. You know, we're not talking about prime VJ Singh. We're talking about aging VJ Singh. So if you're really worried about him taking a spot, I, I don't think you have the mentality to actually, you know, make it to the next level. If you're worried about him taking a spot or taking um, prize money for the event. Yeah. And I mean, I think you'll get more viewership and people, uh, you know, I'd say get fans to the golf course, but that's not the case because of the coronavirus. So who knows when the next time will be where we can have fans on the golf course for these events. But, you know, it, I think that controversy though is, is good, you know, in, in a way as well, it kind of gets the corn fairy tour name out there one way or the other. So I don't know, power to him, you know, we talked about it and I I brought up that as far as I know, if you've won 20 or more times on the PGA Tour, you're fully exempt for the rest of your life, essentially. Um, Now that excludes some events. So I'm assuming that um, the the event on the PGA Tour that he could have played in would have been one of those exemption uh, exceptions. So, you know, he's just making do with what he has and I, I can't blame him for wanting to get in the best competition out there. VJ was a big part of the PGA tour success, which, you know, I mean, they, I think he should be able to play whatever event whenever he wants. I mean, I think he should be allowed to, I think everybody should be allowed to. Oh, you and me should definitely be allowed to. Um, did you see Phil backed him up too? Yeah, they never were close. They never agreed, but Phil was in support of it. And I think, you know, if you take a second and look back on it, you know, I think everybody should be fine with it. So, yeah, I I, I think I'm in, on the same page with you is that it is what it is, and he has the opportunity to play in it. So, you know, there, there are some guys that are voicing their opinions on the tour, and I, I see where they're coming from for sure but you can't hold it against VJ for wanting to compete and play in the best event, best field that he has the opportunity to play in. So we'll just have to see how it goes. Maybe he wins it. Maybe it'll be good for the corn fairy tour at the same time. So how about, uh, what do you think about Gary player saying that he can fix Jordan Spieth in an hour and make him the number one player in the world again? What do you think about that one? I don't think a thousand push-ups and a thousand sit-ups are going to do Jordan <laughs> Spieth any good. That's high a, that, kicks, high kicks, that'll do it. That's a bold statement by Gary Player. I I don't know. <laughs> I think I think he just likes to say stuff to uh, draw attention to himself. Yeah, he definitely says some some bold things for sure. But you know, when you when you see him on TV and interviews and stuff, he he likes to talk about the fact that he won nine majors and then I think he went and won like nine senior majors or something like that. And how, you know, that's an accomplishment in in its own right and how he's traveled all these places and, you know, he's the the real world player and all these things, you know, he, he, he does like to talk himself up and, and, and say these things, but at the same time, like he doesn't get maybe the respect he deserves in comparison to, Arnold Palmer or Jack Nicholas or you know Tiger for sure but I wish I I wish we heard you know what fixes he would uh implement with Jordan what do you think what do you think it might have been I, I honestly I don't know 
I, I think he left it for everybody to think and imagine what it could be. Jordan Spieth has always been good with his putter, even during his down seasons. You know, these last couple of years, he's still been good putter. Last it, year, he was number one. In you know, everybody questions that, but he's not getting the ball close because he's hitting drives in spots where he can't get the ball close. I think, you know, it's his driver and his, his long game right now that needs some work. Yeah, definitely his driver. I mean, it, he struggles to keep that in play. And I think he was, he was ranked pretty far down the list in total driving over the last couple of years. Um, but his putting is consistently still up there and everyone seems like people have been sort of judging that part of his game too. Oh, he's not making as many 15 to 20 footers. Well, yeah, he's not hitting as, as many shots to that distance from, from the fairway because he's not finding the fairway. So, you know, statistically putting, he's still up there. I think he just needs to get back to his sort of consistent ball striking, which, which helped him go on to win three majors in that short period of time. I know that him and McCormick were working on – a grip change back at what I think it was Tory Pines maybe um, this year this year what, they were talking what kind about, of grip change I think they were talking about and I could be wrong I you know it's been a while ago but I think they were talking about trying to make it a little bit stronger with his right hand so he can his right get, hand I've always wondered about his left hand because a weak left hand it works really well for him with like his his wedges and irons I mean, you can see how he's able to kind of flight those shots and creates a lot of spin with his wedges. Um, I mean, he's his short game is incredible. And a weak, a weaker left hand and even weaker right hand on chipping, pitching, bunker shots inside of 100 yards, that can really be beneficial. However, when you step back to a driver with a super weak grip, sometimes that creates a, you know, a lot of forward shaft lean and as a result, you know, club face control can be difficult. So I've always wondered that with his, his weak left hand. Um, you know, it worked for Tiger when he was with Haney, but he also was playing a primarily a sort of uh, a fade So and kind of cutting across it. So I, and I just don't know what – it seems like Jordan is sometimes playing a draw. So I don't know. Just curious. I think Jordan's close to being there, though. I it's not like he's that far off. And, you know, like we talked with Tesori the other day, it is hard to win on the PGA tour. I mean, if you looked at Webb's recent play, he's, he's only had one victory in that amazing stretch of golf. It's hard to win. And eventually Jordan's going to be back. I mean, he's already had a great career and he knows how to win. So once he gets confident with his swing changes and, you know, his driver again, I think we're going to see another win from him sooner than later. You know, it's funny you bring up Webb Simpson. You know, I just sent you that stat sheet that we were I was working on. I think he was number one in bogey avoidance on the PGA Tour this year. That's the name of the game right there. If you, there can, you, avoid, if you can avoid bogeys, you're going to shoot low scores. Yeah. All right, um, so let's, let's, let's move into the big, the big bracket here, our best in Maine competition. Were you surprised by the winner – or was it pretty much, you know, kind of how you expected? Not overly surprised by the winner. Having a co-host that works at the club helps give that a little bit of a boost, I would say, even though I know you didn't probably push it. But, 
you know, it's hard to argue against Sugarloaf and, you know, with everyone that's played it, I, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not overly surprised with that one. There was an upset I saw, I would say Kibo over Portland was a bit of a surprise, but there was a push from uh, Mr. DeVos up there at uh, Kibo through his membership line. So I can see how that upset came to be. Yeah, that was a big push right at the end. I mean, I think I already had everything set up, ready to go for uh, for the other way around. And I looked quickly, and all of a sudden, there was a huge push and quick change with uh, with that upset. And yeah, the the course opened, and instead of accepting calls, he was calling everyone, "Hey, you got to vote for Kibo." Yeah, it was it was it was a good good push there. Um, that's for sure. And we we truly appreciate you know Kibo and Brunswick, all these courses that have Instagram really jumping in and getting their membership to, uh, to vote. Yeah. Thank you everyone for voting. We, I mean, we try to put out some polls and stuff here and there. So I, we appreciate the, uh, the involvement and um, I'm just looking at the bracket again. I think that was really the only big upset I would say, but you know, there's a, there's a strong argument for Kibo Valley over Portland as well. I mean, it's, you know, being that one of the older clubs and, you know, up there right right next to Acadia National Park. There's a lot to love about it. So, One thing that I I guess I was, I'm not really surprised about, but how faithful the, uh, the membership is at Brunswick. I mean, they are passionate about that golf course. Now, granted, I haven't played it, so I can't say yay or nay on the golf course. So, you know, if they want to invite me down, you know, I'm totally down to come down and play. It's going to be still a little bit for, uh, for me to be playing up here. So, but I, I was impressed by how passionate. I mean, they gave. I thought York was going to pull off the the initial win there, and they destroyed York and gave Sugarloaf a little bit of a run there in the second round, which I don't know about. Uh, but shout out to the uh, the crew at Brunswick for for their passion. Yeah, I was a little surprised that it beat out York. Honestly, I mean, there's some quirky holes at York as there are, I guess, at Brunswick a little bit too, but. York's pretty nice, I gotta say, but yeah, they are passionate there at Brunswick, and you know AJ's got his guys fired up, and you got Kale Emanuel, and they got a lot of great players coming out of there, and you know it's just a healthy membership and a healthy club, and it's it's great to see. It's good for the area, and you know the course has improved year after year of late. They added that new tee box on the fourth hole. You know we talked about the best holes in Maine. I mean. That part three is has got to be up there, a couple hundred yards. You got a pond on the right side, and it's a tough test, especially when the wind picks up. So I I definitely foresee Brunswick Golf Club continuing uh, just get better year after year. I got a uh, text from Chris Twombly uh, during the voting, and he even mentioned that uh, I guess our followers aren't a big fan of uh, old school golf designs, with you know York going out early. Prouts, Prouts losing to Woodlands, Webb Hannett losing to Booth Bay. He was kind of kind of upset about that. And granted, you know, you'll also look at it. Some of these are pretty private. And so a lot of our followers probably don't get down there and play them. So, you know, they're voting for the ones yeah. that they, they know. Yeah, you said Booth Bay. I mean, how can you argue against that course? It's like, as far as pristine and in shape, you're, that's the Augusta National of Maine, as far as I'm concerned. That place is a, a palace. And I don't know if you saw uh, 
Facebook right now, but pro at uh, Sunday River, Jerry Roman is uh, all up in arms about uh, them not advancing further than he thought. I mean, first <laughs> off, Sugarloaf blew out someday bigger. I mean, it wasn't even close. It was 70% to 30%. They didn't have a chance. And I can see the argument. It is a friendlier version of Sugarloaf. But again, it's our stepsister. Well, and again, he's not from Maine, so we don't care. He's a dub. <laughs> of course, you're not from Maine either. We shouldn't even take your considerations into account. <laughs> I, I, I've always wondered, you know, who's going to call me out for, you know, the Tennessean to be running Maine Golf Talk. Yeah, we, we know you're voting. We're, I mean, sorry, we know you're rooting for Peyton Manning to, you know, just destroy Tom Brady in this match coming up. I'll be singing Rocky Top. That's for sure. <laughs> well, it's good to see that we're back on track. I, I know it's a slow start here with driving ranges and practice areas and all these facility guidelines, but it's good to see that Maine Golf is back off. Uh, I'm sorry, we're you know back off starting here. And, and uh, yeah, I think uh, it was a busy week. I've heard that rounds have been just up everywhere. Us at Martindale, I think our rounds are up from last year, from what I've been told from uh, Nick Likos, the head pro there. So uh, I think that's exciting. People are, are raring to go. And hopefully with these matches coming up too with, on live television, I, you know, it could be good for the game in a, in a sort of strange way. So how did, uh, did you play golf this week now that, uh, you know, the courses are open? And if so, where'd you play? What'd you think? Yeah, I played the Dale a couple times. I actually played yesterday, and I played Muir Creek National, um, nine-hole course right there in Brunswick on the Naval Air Station. I played there uh, with my dad. That was fun. Seeing my dad get out for the first time in uh, in a while. He gets out maybe once a year, and somehow he manages to shoot right around 45-50 every time. I don't know why he doesn't play more it's incredible how he can just come from hibernation and shoot those types of numbers um but uh the dale's in good shape uh creek's in good shape it's uh it's good to see the courses opening and always fun to get out and play yeah we uh we played moose meadows twice already and we played uh wilson lake yesterday before the snow um and i think you know i think we should do a nine hole bracket here we'll give it a little bit of time let people get out and play but uh, I think that would be really cool because that was the first time I played Wilson Lake. And I was really impressed by that golf course. You know, you think it's a old school kind of short nine hole track and you got a couple holes that are over 400 yards. I mean, we didn't play all the way back. We were with Johnny and Carl. And so we all played the white tees and, you know, first holes 400 yards into the wind. And that's a long hole to start off. And there's some really good holes out there and, I think people should go check that course out if they, if they can, it's, it's really cool. You know, there's, there's a couple of funky little tee shots. Um, I'm thinking about a six. It's kind of this big dog leg, right. Without a balance all the way on the right side. So you kind of got to keep it left. And if you don't know your line it makes it a little tricky, but other than that, they, the course was in really good shape. It came out of the winter really well. I was pleased. Yep. Yeah, we'll definitely have to do a nine-hole bracket down the line. I'm biased. Muir Creek National's got to be up there on the list. <laughs> um, I could probably pull some people for that one, just like DeVos did up at uh, Kibo. 
that would be a big upset, whoever it faces. <laughs> yeah, no, again, it's good to see that we're back playing and hopefully the guidelines will start uh, improving. I know there's still sort of dissatisfaction with how those came out, but, um, you know, hopefully by, uh, let's say, June 1, the driving ranges will be open. We'll be able to practice putting again for once without having to sneak out on the golf course and find a spot. So, um, yeah, and then hopefully with the MSGA and the NEPGA, hopefully we can get back to playing some, some tournaments here soon as well. And then, you know, the MSGA releasing their calendar. Did you have any thoughts on that, Zach? Yeah, I wasn't really surprised. Um, I'm glad that Belgrade was able to find a date in late September for the club team. I think it's, what, September 27th and 28th for senior and club team. So that's really good. I know I had a couple uh, members up here that were looking forward to that event. So, yeah, it's going to be a busy fall, but I'm glad that we're getting golf. And, you know, unfortunately – it was the right move for the Charlie's main open to cancel it. You got a lot of people traveling. It's unfortunate, but we'll get it next year. Yeah. I mean, there's gotta be so many other tournaments around new England that are in the same boat, you know, not even I mean, junior golf, AJGAs. Um, you know, I don't know what the NEPGA is going to do with like the assistance championship and the, the professionals championship. So we'll, we'll just have to see how that goes too, but Hey, at least we're playing, right? Exactly. You know, let's, let's enjoy it while we can and have a good time out there. All right, Zach. Well, it's been good chatting with you and uh, hopefully uh, next time we can find a guest. So I don't have to just talk with you, right? <laughs> yeah. Hopefully we can, uh, we can pull somebody good. I've been working on uh, a couple big names and we'll, uh, we'll see if those work out. Uh, but, guys, thanks again for listening to Main Golf Talk. Uh, this is another episode. And, again, if you guys want to improve your golf game, one of the best ways is to use Arcos Golf. Great club tracking technology that gives you stats as well as where you should work on your golf game. And the best part is if you want to save 10%, use the promo code MAINGOLF. 10% off on Arcos Golf using Main Golf. Again, guys, if you want to follow us on instagram or facebook go check out main golf talk this is another episode we'll see you guys next time mm-hmm.